This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Everyone, listen up. Tension shoppers. Because it's time for a show. Actually, I see you for the first time on HD. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, November 15th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. The Eternals continue to reign supreme. The latest installment in the Marvel superhero universe grossed $27.5 million in its second weekend, bringing its 10-day domestic total to $118.4 million. Paramount's Clifford the Big Red Dog surpassed box office expectations in its first week with a five-day opening total of $22 million and a three-day weekend gross of $14.2 million. It's worth noting, by the way, that the film was also available at home via Paramount+, Plus, which makes the box office total even more significant and among the best debuts during the pandemic era for a family film. Denis Villeneuve's Dune held steady in third, earning $5.5 million with No Time to Die and the Venom sequel rounding out the top five. It's official, the Pearsons will begin their farewell tour in less than two months. NBC has announced that the sixth and final season of This Is Us will premiere Tuesday, January 4th. Only 18 episodes remain of the time-tripping family drama, whose stars include Mandy Moore, Milo Ventimiglia, and Sterling K. Brown. And in case you missed them this weekend, we have a lot of first looks for you to check out, including Lindsay Lohan's Netflix Christmas movie due in 2022, the new boyfriend of The Simpsons' Smithers, as well as the many things unveiled as part of Disney Plus Day, including She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, and Moon Knight. You can check out all of those at EW.com, which is where you can find more on all of these stories, plus other news reviews, interviews, and more. All right, it is time to jump into today's picks with number three, The Big Leap. The Fox dramedy is throwing some complicated steps at its characters this week as Nick deals with some lingering hesitation about being vulnerable on camera, Justin getting the opportunity to meet with a Broadway director, which causes some tension in his relationship with Simon, and Julia's vanished husband makes a shocking return, working at a yogurt shop. Meanwhile, with the future of Paula's health staring them in the face, she and Mike decide to take a giant leap, the big leap, if you will, in their relationship, which is to say, getting engaged at the grocery store. Here's a clip from the episode. Attention shoppers, please make your way to the produce section between the bananas and the tomatillos. <laughs> where I'm going to ask the man that I am madly in love with to marry me. I already told her that I would, and I meant it. Yes, Paula, I will marry you. <laughs> you splurged on me. Oh my God, I'm still married. 
But uh, practically divorced, um, just not legally. She's actually moved on. She's pregnant, and we are, we're doing this. Ah, gotta love that for them. There is so much to enjoy on The Big Leap, and to help explain why you should catch up with the show if you are not already, we are welcoming EW's Maureen Lee Linker back to the podcast. Hey, Maureen, how are you? I'm doing well, Jared. How are you? I am very well, thanks. I am ready to take a big leap into this conversation. How about you? (laughs) Yes, definitely. Maybe some jetés and fouettés. Yes, what you said, exactly that. All right, so this show is one of those that uh, I remember early on when I watched it. It is so delightful. I love Simone Rickasner. Uh There's a lot uh, that this show has going for it. And, of course, over the course of this first season, uh, a lot has gone on uh, specifically with the relationship. So let's talk about those. Are there any pairings that you are really excited about here? Yeah, so there's... There's a ton of really great pairings and ships on this show. You mentioned Simone Rick Hasner, uh, and her character Gabby has this relationship with this football player, Reggie Sadler, played by Sir Darius Blaine, where he's sort of doing the big leap to rehab his image, and she helps him uh, learn to dance and qualify for it, and they start falling for each other, mm. and that's really like sweet and charming. And there's this great relationship between Justin, played by Raymond Cham Jr., and Simon, played by Adam Kaplan, where um, Justin has like been really uncomfortable with his sexuality his whole life. So this is kind of the first time he's really dating someone. But my favorite relationship on the show is definitely that between uh, Paula and Mike. So uh, mm-hmm. Paula's played by Piper Perabo, mm-hmm. and Mike is played by John Rudnitsky, formerly on SNL. Yeah. And it's just so sweet. Like he is in a really bad place because he lost his job. And then his wife left him and he hasn't been able to recover from that. And she has just recovered from cancer. And then she realizes that her job before was as an efficiency expert. So she's actually directly responsible for him losing his job. Oh, boy. So there's like some tension and and problems. But like there's just such a sweetness and a care between them. and, And so... Um, I hope that keeps going. Okay, so on the topic, though, of um, Paula, played by Piper Perabo and all of that, her cancer is back? Is that right? Yeah. Um, oh. That was definitely a left turn I didn't see coming this season. She not only is relapsing, but we learned at the end of the last episode that it's metastasized to her bones and she has lesions on her brain. And even if she does chemo, she has a 5% chance of living, but she has not told Mike that yet. And she also thinks she doesn't want to seek treatment Mm. because she would rather enjoy the time she has left Mm -hmm. um, since it's so unlikely she'll survive anyway. So that's really, really tragic. And I would love it if the show like wrote in some like last minute miracle, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, but that'll be kind of double whammy for him uh, because he's already lost his wife. And now this person he's in a relationship with, it could happen again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going to be trying for their relationship as well, beyond all the personal turmoil she's going through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And you also mentioned Justin. Uh, Let's talk a bit about um, him coming back to the show. Uh, What does that all mean in the grand scheme for him? 
Yeah, I'm so happy that they ended up doing that because Justin is really the show's best dancer, mm -hmm. uh, the show within the show, right. I should say. <laughs> He's a break dancer. He's not a ballet dancer, but he just has incredible skill. And he had been really developing this relationship with one of the choreographers, Monica, where she was really mentoring him. And I'm really excited to see that continue to grow and evolve because she's not very good at opening up, but mm -hmm. she seems to have a soft spot for him. And I really just think making the show within a show a success requires him to be present. So I'm glad that that was just a temporary detour. He needed to deal with a family emergency, but they've orchestrated it so that he can return. Good. Well, he'll be back. They're all preparing for this big kind of final thing that's coming up because the finale is imminent. Just a few more episodes. Thoughts, hopes, dreams, anticipations for how that will go down? Well, I hope it goes off really successfully. Like, mm -hmm. I hope that they present this really unique ballet and everybody gets to shine. I hope all of the romantic relationships <laughs> end well, um, including Mike and Paula. I hope she finds, if not, you know, wellness, at least some mm -hmm. some grace and peace. Yeah. Yeah. And I so they haven't uh, it's only going to be 11 episodes and Fox has not back ordered any episodes yeah. for the show, which is not a great sign. Right. So I really hope that it has a like good definitive ending mm -hmm. so that if this is all we get, at least we have some closure. Yeah. Well, you and a lot of other people like this show. I see people commenting on it every week on social media. So Same. it's one of those, it's feeling perhaps a little underwatched, a little um, underrated, a little underappreciated. So folks should definitely check it out. The Big Leap airs tonight at nine on Fox. Maureen, thanks so much for joining me. No problem. I'm just going to go practice my pirouettes. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> trivia. It's trivia time. The Big Leap's John Rudnitsky, who plays Mike, was a cast member on Saturday Night Live for one season. Which of these was not a celebrity impression that he did on the show? Anderson Cooper, Martin Scorsese, or Steven Spielberg? Stay tuned for the answer. Number two. Now we are going to weigh in on our number two pick, TLC's Thousand Pound Sisters. The series returns for its third season tonight, picking up with the Slayton sisters as they face new crises and challenges. With her weight spiraling, Tammy decides to check herself into rehab for food addiction. But her stay there may be short-lived as she considers the best way to reach her goals, while her family grows concerned over her potential new relationship. Meanwhile, though Amy's dreams of motherhood have finally come true, she's struggling to balance the demands of parenting with her own weight loss goals. And their brother Chris has a setback that he fears will blow his chances for a life-saving operation, as he and Tammy prepare to face the music and find out whether their progress qualifies them for weight loss surgery. Here's a preview. Send away the F. <laughs> F or what? That ass. <laughs> My new boyfriend. Yeah, just came to visit me for the weekend. If you get down to two ninety nine, I'm out of here. What? He don't like Tammy. He's got a fetish. Are you okay with him working out of your life? If you're under three hundred pounds, why can't I just be happy for once? Answer me this: Are you engaged? I hope to God it's really not true. 
Well, what is true is that you can catch the season premiere of Thousand Pound Sisters tonight at 10 on TLC. Stick around, folks. Today's number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was released in theaters 46 years ago this week on November 19, 1975. Based on Ken Kesey's acclaimed 1962 novel, the film stars Jack Nicholson as Randall Patrick McMurphy, a rebellious convict who has himself committed to a mental institution. There, he comes into contact with the tyrannical nurse Ratched, played by Louise Fletcher, and tries to inspire the patients to fight her authority. Cuckoo's Nest was an instant hit upon release, becoming one of the highest grossing movies ever made at the time, and famously winning the Big Five Oscars for Best Picture, Director, Screenplay, Actress, and Actor, giving Nicholson his first Academy Award. The film remains an acclaimed classic of the new Hollywood era of movie making. In a 2010 retrospective review, EW's Chris Nashawati wrote, quote, R.P. McMurphy remains the greatest character in the bunch of Nicholson's acclaimed 1970s roles. His live wire performance turns what could have been a standard movie malcontent into a martyr. You can currently find One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest streaming on HBO Max. And now for today's semi-final segment, here's our number one pick, Dancing with the Stars. We are down to the final six couples as season 30 waltzes toward the finish line. People waltz to the finish line, right? With Melora Hardin, Suni Lee, Cody Rigsby, Amanda Klutz, Iman Shumpert, and Jojo Siwa remaining. This week, they'll battle it out in two rounds of dances for a spot in the finale, with a double elimination to cap things off. The competition seems like Siwa's to lose at this point, but don't count out contenders like Lee, who scored one of three perfect tens last week. You were so vibrant. You had this beautiful just energy just oozing out of you, just so magnetic. It was so smooth, the technique. I mean, Samba is a tough one, and you did it so beautifully, so gracefully. Yeah, bro. Okay. Rebooted, recharged, running on high octane. Actually, I see you for the first time on HD. You were end brilliant because you had pros around you. You could be one of them. And you were a 100% authentic samba. Hell yeah. Sudi, I'm just, I'm so proud of you. This is what I thought was inside of you this whole time. We've all been waiting. Does it feel like this is finally you? This was all you and all fantastic. 
Well, we will see if she can repeat that success with Foxtrot and contemporary performances tonight. Dancing with the Stars hits the floor at 8 p.m. on ABC. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Which of these was not a celebrity impression that The Big Leap's John Rudnitsky performed on SNL? Anderson Cooper, Martin Scorsese, or Steven Spielberg? Here's a hint for you. He only played one Oscar-winning filmmaker. The answer is Spielberg. Besides Cooper and Scorsese, Rudnitsky also did impressions of Wolf Blitzer, John Mayer, and Tom Cruise, along with a Vladimir Putin impression that didn't make the final show. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal.